Amen. Well, you know, uh, a, a couple of days ago, we all know last week, we went to springtime. You know, it's funny, some years, that's just a calendar date thing. It doesn't mean anything. You know, the weather, we could have had a, a big snowfall, you know, on the day of spring. But this, this past, what was it? I think it was Wednesday, and so Thursday and Friday were beautiful outside. It's like all of a sudden spring sprung. It's like, you know, beautiful temperatures, a blue skies, no clouds, just perfect weather, not real windy, just enough to make it really comfortable. How many agree? It was nice. And it almost affects your attitude. It affects your emotions. You actually just, hey, it's, it's springtime. It's nice. It's, uh, it makes you happy. And then Saturday came along yesterday. And boy, did we have a change, didn't we? It's like winter said, nope, not done yet gloomy the clouds came in it was dark it was rumbly some you know storms here and there spotty rain spotty it was colder it was like almost make you forget that the two days prior to that it was gorgeous outside it's funny how a little weather can play with our emotions it's funny how it can affect how we perceive things. A dark, gloomy day versus a bright, sunny day can change our attitude to how we press into the day. There are many people that they wake up and look outside, and if the sun is shining bright and there's very few clouds, they're kind of glad. And then, on the other hand, if they wake up and it's dark and it's stormy and it's gloomy and it's yucky outside, they're not so glad they're sad. And it really affects their attitude. We can all relate to that. That it wants to pull on our emotions. It wants to impact us and our decisions. And you know, the fact is this. There are many who started their day with a defeated attitude before the day really began just based on the weather. They've already decided it's a crummy day. And the whole day, it's all gone to pot. It's all gone. Over the weather. And yet, how many here have flown in a plane? You ever, you ever fly out on a dark and stormy day, and what happens? You eventually burst through the clouds, and guess what? You're like, holy cow, the sun was shining the whole time. We were just covered. In other words, God's still on the throne, isn't he? Right? Even though it looks bad, it's not really bad. It's, in other words, it doesn't impact anything. That's an example of walking by faith. Trusting God that he's still on the throne, even though it may not look real good. But the reality is, is that many, many people base their day, how they'll handle things. They base on whether they're going to enjoy the day or whether they're not based on their emotions. And some of that can just be pressed by the beginning of the day, like weather is an example. Well, what I want to do is we're going to start a new series on the subject of joy starting this morning. And I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to do in us. As I started to study, as I started to dipping my toes in the subject of joy, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard a lot of preaching on that subject. I've heard some, you know, running the edge of it. And so as I started kind of getting myself out there and kind of wading in the waters, so to speak, of, of the subject of joy, it was very broad. It was very almost elusive to me. It was like I can see scriptures, I can see things, but it still seems to be one of these things that's kind of hard to describe. It's hard for me to to grab a hold of it and say, this is it. That's like trying to grab a hold of God and say, this is it. 
it's one of those things that it's hard in that respect to to just grab a hold of and say, okay, and let's teach it that way. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to follow the Spirit of God and go where He leads us each week. And as I study and as, as the Lord directs me, and I believe He'll help us out. But today I'm going to start with where He said. And so you always start at start. Amen. <laughs> you got to start somewhere, right? And so we're going to start where we're starting. And I believe that all of us need to be in faith. It's not just up to me, guys. It's up to what you're willing to hear. In other words, I can go ahead and and prepare myself, but if you just have this case or attitude that, you know, whatever, he decides to cook up. You know, it's like going home somewhere and maybe visiting mom or dad or, or someone else, and you say, whatever they decide to cook up, they cook up. I'll be satisfied. Even if it's not my favorite, I'll eat it. And we can have that kind of attitude in church. When how many of you know that the Word of God will change your life? How many would agree? The Word of God is a seed. And that seed is meant to be planted in your heart. And once it's planted in your heart, what you do with it from there will determine, it will determine whether you get a beautiful harvest out of it and it totally changes your life for the better or you just walk away and nothing really changed at all. Oh, well, that was okay, you know. I love it when someone pats me on the back and says, Pastor, that was a great message. But you know what I love more? I love more hearing the testimony a few weeks after when somebody says, Pastor, I acted on what you said and I saw results. That's what blesses me. Amen? It's not just a matter of getting the pat in the back saying that was a good message. Well, that's all well and good, but how does it impact your life? What is it doing in your life? And that's what matters. Well, how we hear the Word matters. How you and I hear the Word makes all the difference. And so what I'm encouraging you is don't miss out on this series. Have the attitude when I come, I'm going to hear and I'm going to be determined to act on the Word that I hear. And I'm going to be determined to see my life change over a period of weeks. How many want that? Why come and waste our time? Amen, patty cake, patty cake. I don't want to do that. I don't want to just come to church and just play games. I want to come to church to have my life changed. How about you? Amen, amen. Some of you agree with me, amen. I'm going to give you all one more chance. Everybody say, amen, amen. Amen. (laughs) So, again... What we want to do is we want to, we're going to look at some different areas, but when it comes to joy, when it comes to joy, I believe this for all of us, and I want you to agree with me. This is what I'm believing, that we begin to understand what the Word of God says about joy and begin to act on it in our life. And in our days of gloomy, doomy, sadness, uh, despair, failure, those days are numbered. Those days are going away. See, I want you to understand this. If you don't get anything else, pay attention to what I'm about to say. Your victory in life, your success in life is directly connected to joy. It is directly connected to joy. And any lack in your life is directly connected to your lack of joy. Any failure in your life any areas that, you, you, that are not working out well is connected directly to a lack of joy in your life. And so this subject, which sometimes we think, well, wouldn't joy be like an optional thing? 
wouldn't that, wouldn't that be optional? Not so much. Not so much. I'm finding it, as I'm studying, it is integral to every area of my life. Every area. It's integral to my faith. It is integral to the Word of God. It is integral to, like I said, victory. It is to success, to any manner of success from God and His Word. It's connected to the subject of joy. And many people relate joy to happiness. Everybody say happiness. Happiness. Now, happiness is a good word. Being, being happy is a good thing. But what is happiness? What is it? Well, happiness is definitely different than joy. Happiness is based on emotions. It is based on surroundings. It is based on how I feel at the moment. How I feel at the moment. Happiness is temporary. I want everyone to say that because it's so important. Say happiness is temporary. It, and, it, and it is. And the more we study these things, you're going to see this. Happiness is temporary. For example, a satisfying experience of something can make me feel happy. Like, for example, my wife could surprise me and make my very favorite dessert. And while I'm eating, I'm happy that she made it, and I'm happy while I'm eating it, okay? Why? Because it's my very favorite dessert. I, I'm enjoying it in the moment. I'm, I'm pleased by it, and so I'm happy, but what happens when I'm done? I'm happy for a moment, and then I'm not so happy. Why? It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. So in other words, happy at its best, is fleeting. It is something that is always moving. Happiness, again, is temporary. Happiness doesn't last. Now listen carefully to this statement because it will relate to you. All right? I, I realize when you speak certain messages, a lot of the times the bells go off in your head. And you're like, I know someone who needs this. I know, man, I know someone. They so bad need this. But again, focus on yourself. Consider yourself in your own life. When someone tries to live in happiness, they are always chasing something that makes them happy. They're always chasing something that makes them happy. Once they've acquired the thing that makes them happy, they have to what? Immediately begin to chase for something else that makes them happy. Why? Because happiness is temporary. Happiness is based on a temporary pleasure, a temporary experience. It doesn't last. Happiness is something that is elusive. It's like chasing the wind. And guess what? If someone tries to be happy, and this is something we see all the time. I'll see magazines, how to be happy. Someone's chasing happiness. They're looking for happiness. Everyone wants happiness. The world is screaming for happiness. No one wants and says, I just want to be sad. I just want to be miserable. No, we like happiness, right? We like that feeling, that, that, that momentary feeling of feeling good. The problem is you're chasing it from one thing to the next because happiness is not found in, or I should say this, you can find happiness in this world, but it doesn't last. 
It's always something that we're chasing. This is why someone can go from one marriage to the next marriage to the next marriage to the next marriage. Why? Well, they were happy for a short time, and then the happiness went away. And so they immediately begin looking for something else and something else and something else. Happiness in the form of anything in life that we are chasing after, that we are looking for that happy feeling, it is elusive. You can't find it. It's not, you're not meant to live by happiness. Now, how many would agree happiness is a good feeling? Right? Happiness is a good feeling. And there's nothing wrong with it. What you can't do, though, is live by it. You can't live by it. If you live by it, you're constantly chasing it. And then you, when you find it, think about it this way. Don't raise your hand. But think about how many things you thought, oh, if I could only have that, I'll be happy. And you get that, and guess what you find? I was happy for a few days. Might even have lasted a week. But now I'm, I'm not happy anymore. And now I, I go to find, oh, if I could only have that. If I could only have that home. If I could only wear that. If I could only, if I could only, if I could only, and it never happens. And there are people that spend their entire lives chasing after happiness. And guess what? They never find it. Why? Because it's fleeting. It leaves. The moment you think you have it, it's gone somewhere else. That's how a lot of people get hooked on drugs. It made them happy for a little bit. I'm not going to lie to anybody and say, well, you know, if, if you smoke weed, you'll be sad. No, you'll probably be laughing your head off. I've been there. Why lie? It's like trying to tell teenagers, sex does not feel good. Bad. It's just bad. Let's be honest with you. But guess what? Sex don't last forever, does it? How many know it's momentary? I don't need to go any details. But what I'm trying to say is it's a temporary high. <laughs> you know, and it's right down again. And what is someone looking for? That next moment. That next moment of happiness. That next thing in their life. And the problem is they live like this. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And I know a few people in my life that live that life. Their life is so yo-yo that you don't know when to be around them. Because when they're down, they're down. And they're chasing happiness again. And you, <laughs> it's easier to get them if they're up here and not down here. But it's miserable when they're looking in between. It's just not a good thing. Let me give you an illustration of this. Let's say one day, let's say you're married. You've got a few children at home. They're teenage age, let's say. And uh, you go to work one day. And you're, you know, you work in an office, let's say, and you're going in the office and it's, you know, it's typical Friday, you know, maybe they call it jeans day and it's a little bit more relaxed and you come in and you find out, hey, they're catering today, lunch, the company's buying for everybody and you find it, it's from your favorite restaurant. And you're like, man, awesome, it's Friday, lunch is paid for, it's from my favorite restaurant. Man, this is, this is starting out to be a pretty good day. Then the boss calls you in his office and he, he brings you in. Of course, that always makes you nervous, you know. It doesn't matter what it is because you're always thinking it's bad news. No one's thinking, hey, I got a raise. 
Am I right? You're always thinking, what did I do? What did I do? What's wrong? Anyway, you go in there, and guess what? You're pleasantly surprised. The boss says, you've been doing an awesome job, and I put you in for a promotion. You're getting a raise. And you're like, this, oh my gosh, lunch, my favorite restaurant. I mean, I got the raise, and then it gets even better than that because the boss says it's going to be retroactive from last month, and you're like, today's payday. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. And you're like grinning from ear to ear. You are floating through the rest of the day. Easy. You're thinking, I can't wait to get home and share this with my family. Man, life is good. I mean, you're on a little high here. You're feeling so good. And then you come home and you're still excited and, and you're, you're like still grinning from ear to ear. Can't wait to tell the family at dinner time the good news. And, and then right before you, you get a chance, your teenage son, Johnny, says, hey, um, I got something to tell you guys. And you kind of hesitate, you know. And he finally says, I went to the mall with some of my friends after school. And you know that brand new iPhone that you gave me? (laughs) I I lost it. Somebody stole it. Well, if you don't know, those things are really expensive. And so you think for a minute and you think, well, that's bad news, but my news is still better. I'm still doing good. Yeah, I'm still doing good. And so you're just about ready to go ahead and open your mouth and share the good news. And then your spouse says, I, I, I got some bad news. And you brace yourself. <laughs> what? And he says, well, boss called me in the office today. And uh, I'm getting laid off starting today. And before you can open your mouth and talk about the good news, it's like a balloon deflating. <laughs> you know, the air is just leaking out really fast. Your happiness just flies away. And you say goodbye, happiness. And all of a sudden, your thoughts are filled with what? Dark, gloomy, we're not going to make it. Oh my gosh, how could life be so bad? How could life be so miserable? How could all this happen to me? And you completely forgot about the good things that happened earlier because you're now focused in this and you're in the realm of sadness for a little bit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We can go up and we can go down. And see, the problem with what I'm telling you is that many people, including Christians, live their life this way. That they, they, they're, they're not enjoying life. They're in this roller coaster of life. And... Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. How many of you know news is news one way or the other? You're going to get news. You're going to get good news and you're going to get bad news. News is a coming. But you've got to decide how is that news going to affect me? How am I going to deal with it? And see, what I want to talk to you today about is enjoying life. Enjoying life. And that's part of joy. Enjoying life. Not living on this roller coaster ride. Not living on these things where I'm good one moment and I'm sad the next. That happens all too much. And so what we want to do today is we're going to look at how do we change that? How do we live our life a different way? You see, too many Christians are victorious one moment and then defeated the next moment. Too many of them. Too many live their life that way and that is not enjoying life that is that's a miserable way to live that's really not the way to go let me say something the lord uh, brought this to my attention as i was coming down and he said to say this listen carefully 
we will face difficulties in life. That is a given. We sent out a little video yesterday on Facebook that got a lot of play out there. And, and some of you might have watched it. But in that, what we talked about is, is that, that God never promised to take our problems away. And there's a lot of people that have that idea. They get it from preachers who are preaching and they're, they're missing something there. They think that God will just magically take away your problems. That if you'll just, if you'll just cast all your care on the Lord, psh, they're all just gone. And that's not what he promised. What he promised is this, that he would, number one, never leave us and he would never forsake us, that he'd be there with us, right? And number two, he promised to help us in our time of need. He promised to help us. He promised not to just say, well, that's your problem, not mine, and so you're on your own. See you on the other side, son. He didn't do that to us. He, what he would do, he would be with us. He'd hold our hand through it. He would help us. Amen? But see, there's a lot of teaching that goes out that God will just take away our problems. And that's not what's going to happen. He's going to help you overcome those problems. Everybody say overcome. See, that's what faith helps us do. Overcome the challenges of this life. But overcome implies what? You beat it. You defeated it. You overcame it. Amen? Say this with me. Say, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. That's what the, the Bible tells us in Romans. We are more than conquerors. But that means what? We must have conquered something. We, we, that doesn't mean we avoid all the challenges and difficulties. It means we marched right through them and defeated the challenge and the difficulty. And a lot of people think God will just take us and move us. Psalm 91 says that God, listen to me carefully, that God will protect us right in the middle of the mess, right in the middle of the challenge. He didn't say he would remove us from all these difficulties. He said right in the middle of it, I'll be there with you and you'll be okay. And we'll make it through the other side. Amen? Didn't he tell us about hearing the word of God and doing it? He used the storms of life. And he said the storms of life are going to come. And they're going to come to what? Both sides. Those that hear the word and do it. And those that hear the word and don't. But what did he say? Those that hear the word and do it would what? Make it through the storm. They would come out better for on the other side. But the other one? Everything's washed away. And so what we need to understand is God wants to help us in life. And in part of that is learning to enjoy life. And so I want to ask you the question this morning, does God want you to enjoy life? I believe the answer is absolutely yes, absolutely. The problem is that many Christians are so caught up in life so busy with the affairs of life that they're missing all the good moments of life. Life is just passing them by. How many can agree that life can be stressful at times? It can be. And if it doesn't feel that way to you sometimes, well, then you're probably not doing anything. But if you're doing something, if you're active in life, then you're going to feel the pressure of life. It can feel overwhelming at times. Have you ever felt overwhelmed with life? I know I have many times, many times in my life. I felt overwhelmed. I felt like life was beating me up. I felt like life was just one big bully, constantly beating up, constantly knocking me down. 
the fact is this, is that a very big part of our life is our families, as an example. A very big part of our life. And when I look back, for example, at the time when my children were at home, they're all grown up now doing their thing, but when they were at home, when I look back, I wish I would have spent more time enjoying life with them. Just enjoying life. Now, don't misunderstand me. I had a great many good moments with them. Lots of good times. But when I look back, I think, you know, I could have had more. I could have had more. And I can't go back and change that, but it does make me look at, well, what could I have done differently? And that could help someone else or help me make decisions now so that I enjoy life now. Now I'm at a whole different stage in my life. No, I don't have kids hanging on me anymore. Praise God. But I I got my wife. We got freedom. We have more money, more blessings than I had when I was younger. I'm smarter. How many guys are smarter than when you were younger? Man, I'm vastly smarter. Somebody said the other day, we were out with a couple. They all said something. And I said, no, that's not the way it is. It's this way. And we were talking about something about what we were ordering in the restaurant. And I said, no, it's this way. And they said, no, I'm not so sure. I said, I promise you it's that way. And they're like, how can you think you're so right like that? I said, because I only say those things that are right. See, when I was a kid, I'd open my mouth all the time, whether I knew it or not. And so I was gambling, (laughs) right or wrong. But now that I'm older, I only open my mouth and say the things that are right. So I know I'm right. Oh, guess what? I was right. <laughs> you know, but the point is, is that I've learned something as I've gotten older. I've paid attention. We're not supposed to stay the same. How many guys looked the same when you were 16? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> but the fact is, life goes on and we're going to change. Amen? But when I think about what I could have done, versus what I did do, I realized, you know what, I could have made some changes in my life. See, what I realized is that part of my life, I have responsibilities like everybody else, but sometimes I would allow those responsibilities to overcome me. I would be, much of the time, stressed out, frustrated. i got to get this and i got to get that. and I'm, I just, I'm overwhelmed by life. And the reality is that's no way to live. Now, that was on me. That wasn't God, okay? The fact is, I wasn't walking into some things I knew, and that's one of the reasons I'm sharing this with you today. See, what I realized is that I was allowing the circumstances of life to drive me instead of me being behind the wheel driving my life. And many people have the, you've heard the expression, the tiger by the tail. That's not the way to get the tiger, You understand what I'm saying? You're not really in control is what I'm trying to say. Life is driving you, and life wants to move fast. Have you noticed that in life? You ever had some great plans for a day? Maybe it's your day off, and I got plans to do this and this and this and this, and then when you start, you don't even get past check one, and all of a sudden it's 7 o'clock. You think, where did the day go? What happened? Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, it just goes. Life rips by it just flies by and the older you get the more you realize that it just flies by and what we have to do is slow it down 
so we can enjoy the beautiful moments God gives us, so that we can grab them. See, racing by in life is not enjoying life. That is just surviving through life. That is just making it through life. That is not enjoying life. And how many of you want to enjoy life? God wants to, us to enjoy our life. He wants us to have a good time. We're not here to be miserable until we get to heaven and then we'll enjoy things. No, he wants it to start now. What did he tell us? He said, I came to give you what? Life and it more abundantly. He wants it overflowing. What life is he talking about? God's life. Do you think God's panic-stricken? You think God's in heaven going like this? I don't know what to do, Jesus. I don't know what to do. I mean, we got this done and that. Do you think he's all freaked out? Or do you think he's chill and relaxed on his own time? How many would agree with me? He's not frazzled. He's not, but here we are down here. I got to do it. 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 I got to do this. And we're like, wait a minute now. We're supposed to be like our heavenly father. And he's cool. He's chilled. Now, how many would agree he's responsible? Does he get the job done? Amen. But it may not be how we thought it, we would get it done. But the fact is, he gets it done. Well, sometimes, some of you need to change your thinking about how you get certain things done. Think a little bit different. Ask the Lord for help. Quit trying to run everything on your own. Because then you're missing moments. You're, you're, you're so stretched. You're not enjoying life. You're not stopping just to enjoy it. Instead, life is just passing you by. And when we have kids that are young, we really understand that when we look back. It just, it just goes. I mean, all of a sudden, here, one moment, um, I'm holding my, my oldest daughter. I can still remember carrying her, you know, in the hospital. Just this itty-bitty little thing. And yet, now, she's, you know, almost 30 and doing her thing and don't see her as much as I used to. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Anybody relate to what I'm talking about? It's like, it just goes by just like that. Well, the fact is, that's no way to live our life. Sometimes when we're in the middle of it, we don't see it. And I'll get to that in a moment. But this morning, what I want to do is I want to look at, does God want us to enjoy life or are we just to survive life, just endure through life? And how many know what I'm talking about? We can just make it through life. I don't want to live that way. How about you? And I want to share this to where other people understand that. There's so many people I know that I've seen they're not enjoying life. It's just life is just just flying by. They're just surviving. They're just making it. And that's no way to live. I want you to write this down. If you're taking notes, you ought to be either way. But enjoying life is a choice. And that is so important. Same thing with joy. Enjoying life is a choice. It is on you. It is a choice. And I'll give you a scripture on that in a minute that will really help you out. But it is a choice that you make. God provides good things for us, but it is up to us to slow down and enjoy them. It is up to us. So I'm going to give you three simple steps or three things that you can activate in your life that if you'll do these three things, if you'll act on them, you'll begin to slow down a little bit and enjoy life more. They're not the answer for everything. We could never do that in one message, but it will help you. Amen? How many want to enjoy life? All right, so let's jump in here, okay? So number one, 
thing you need to do is be aware. Be aware. I know that sounds like, what do you mean, be aware? Well, let me explain it some, but be aware. Benjamin Franklin said this. He says, do you love life? And he said, then do not squander time, for that is the stuff life is made of. Don't squander time. So when I say be aware, that means what? Slow down and be aware of what's around you. What is going on? How are you handling things? Time, again, have you noticed it only moves one direction? One direction. You lose it. You spend it. But you can never go back. So it's very important that we're aware. Have you ever heard the expression, you can't see the forest for the trees? You're right in the middle of something that is such a beautiful thing, and yet you're not seeing it. Many times, my wife and I have been different places where maybe I'll see a a mom or a mom and a dad, and they have a few kids. I remember when my kids were all over, you know, and you're trying to corral them if you go somewhere to the mall or went shopping somewhere or maybe took them to a park or something like that. And we can get so caught up in the details of what we're doing that we're not enjoying the moment. Trying to corral this one and corral that one. And you almost see them get upset and angry with them. You all know what I'm talking about. You can watch families and you'll see this. Because of my perspective now, at my age now, and how I see things and what I saw when I was 23 are not the same. I would say slow down. Because that three-year-old you're complaining about won't be three forever that cute little fuzzy thing that's there now won't be that way forever it's going to change and you're going to look back thinking man i wish i would have we have three children and they're about three years apart and we did that on purpose or at least did our best planning (laughs) and my first one oh my gosh we have thousands of pictures thousands of pictures of the first one and then the second one came along and it kind of declined some there's still a lot of pictures but it declined by the time we got to the last one we're like are there any pictures of this in other words we have to look a little harder now what what happened we got busy in life and we didn't just have one anymore the magic one the first one we had the second one And then the third one came along. Remember how careful you were with the first one? Oh my gosh, no one's touching this kid. You stay away from me. Everybody's 20 feet away. No one touch, no one breathe next to my kid. And then by the third one, you'd pass him off to a gorilla. (laughs) Because you're comfortable at that point. You're not concerned at all. You know what I'm saying? It changes, doesn't it? The way you see things. Well, the reality is, is that we want to enjoy those moments. We want to be aware of them. We want to slow down. Many believers are missing the blessings of life that are right in front of them. Right in front of them. Sometimes even in church, they're just missing it because they're just letting everything race by. So, people can be so focused and overwhelmed by one or two problems or challenges in their life that they're missing the big picture. Life. Life. The challenges of life are going to happen one way or the other. Quit letting them ruin the day. Quit letting them put a damper on everything. Bad things are going to happen. And sometimes it seems like the most inconvenient time. Am I right? I mean, I remember one time taking a vacation with the 
<laughs> taking a vacation with the kids, and we got them all packed in. We're in the truck, and, and we're going down the road. We are not one hour into this trip, and my daughter is getting ready to barf. And they're in a closed little compartment in the back of the pickup, you know, the little bench area. They were real young at the time. My other two are jammed on the other side as far as they could be away from her. And she finally gushed. I could not stop fast enough. She all over the place, over everything. I mean, you want to pick her up. And we brought her into Walmart, and I said, buy her new clothes, burn the rest. Just just get rid of them. And then, then I had to find a car wash. I'm thinking, Here we are starting the whole thing. The car smelt like orange juice and something else for the rest of the trip. It was so bad. I mean, it was so many different things. But I could have done one of two things. We all laughed our heads off afterwards because it was funny. But sometimes somebody can let it just ruin everything. I'm done. I can't stand the smell. Can't tolerate it. That's it. I'm done. Take me home. And that'd be the end of the trip. And then the kids are disappointed. Instead, you could have some great stories to tell later. Right? Am I right? What do you remember about weddings? The dumb things that happen. (laughs) Somebody falling, tripping, saying the wrong thing. Those are the funny things, you know. Enjoy the moment. So what if not everything's perfect? Enjoy the moment. Amen? Enjoy the moment. So, again, be aware. What I'm trying to say is be aware of the beautiful moments available to you. Beware of God's creation. I'm amazed so much that people can just drive by and just miss a beautiful, picturesque, beautiful, and you name the landscape. And don't even think about it. They're like lost in something else or on their phone. Wow, the Grand Canyon's right there. And they're on their phone reading about the Grand Canyon. It's not that big. Look right here. Now, am I stretching the truth? I don't think so. Go to the Grand Canyon and find out how many people are sitting around their phone right in the middle of it. They got this beautiful thing right in front of them. Sometimes I'll go take a walk and just look at the stars, and I just am blown away. I just just look at God's creation, but many are just too busy, just running about life, not thinking about it, not looking at anything at all. Listen, look with me at this scripture. I told you I would tie enjoying life is a choice, okay? Enjoying life is a choice. Psalm 118, verse 24, a very familiar scripture. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Is that not a decision? Is that not a choice? There are many that made the choice that morning. Nope, it's doom, it's gloomy, it's dark, I'm done. Nothing productive is going to happen today, and the day just stinks because it looks bad. Now, what did they do? They made a choice. They made a choice. You make a choice. Listen to me. As I was meditating on this verse, this is the day the Lord has made. Say it with me. This is the day the Lord has made. Then I started thinking about that. Well, the Lord's not like creating days, okay? (laughs) What, is, what, is, what does it mean, the, this is the day the Lord has made? Then I realized, well, what is something made? Something fashioned? Something tailored? Something created? What is he talking about? Plans. Plans. He's talking about your day. 
He's saying, I've provided a day and there's, there's things to be done. There's things to be accomplished. And God's plan is for you what? To be successful. To prosper. And you've got to make a decision. He's made the day for me. Now what am I going to do with it? I will rejoice and be glad in it. Say it with me. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now say it with a smile on your face. Ready? I will rejoice and be glad in it. I made a decision. I'm not going to be a sourpuss. I'm going to wake up and seize the day. God gave it for me. He has a plan for me. He has success for me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm glad I'm here. There's a lot of people that didn't wake up this morning. They woke up somewhere, but it wasn't on earth. They woke up, and some in heaven, some in hell. But praise God, you woke up, and you have another day. And His mercies are new every day. I get to start over every day. Yesterday could have been hell on earth. It's in the past. I get to start all over today. You ever have a day you wish you had a do-over? You can't get it until the next day. But the next day, you've got to do over. Amen? I'm going to rejoice and be glad. in it. I'm going to be aware that God made this day for me. I'm going to enjoy and take in every moment. See, we use cameras and we use video to capture wonderful moments. For example, the birth of a baby, holidays. Think about it. Family reunions. It could be any number of things. Graduations. Any number of important things. Why? So that we can have a picture of that. A memory. But the problem is this. Listen carefully. The problem is this. Is that too many people, that's all they have. The memory. In other words, in a picture. They really didn't take in the moment. I remember my wedding like it was yesterday. I can remember details about it, but it just seemed to, I was just told what to do. I was very young. My wife and I got married very young, and we had a a decent-sized wedding, and I was just moved from one spot to the next. I just did what I was told. It's a good hint to any grooms in the future. Just do what you're told. (laughs) and I did what I was told but it just it was like I was moved here I was moved here I was moved here and this happened and that happened this happened and it was all said and done I'm thinking I just remember a couple of moments but it was like I didn't slow down and enjoy the moment I was in listen to me carefully let's say this another way this is the day the Lord has made this is the moment the Lord has made enjoy it Take it in. Slow down. Sometimes I can get busy in the ministry and I can only think about the people that aren't here. I can think about the negatives. I can think about, see, the devil will just shove those, that kind of information at me. And then sometimes I say, shut up, devil. And I'll come in here and I will just stare at you all from the back while, during worship. And I say, Father, I'm so appreciative I get to pastor here. I'm so grateful for these people. I'm so grateful that that I'm part of their life and they're a part of mine. I'm so grateful that you pay me to change lives. That you pay me to share the Word of God. I got the best job in the world. I do. I mean, I do. But see, it all depends on what? How I look at it. 
If I look at it, swing on that negative side, I can find all the problems in life. And see, sometimes we can do that. We'll get to that in a moment. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the moment the Lord has made. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, right now, today. This is the moment we're in right now. And sometimes we can be in this moment, and what are you thinking about? Tomorrow. I got this to get done, I got that to done somebody might be sitting here thinking well um i think i have most of the things i need for lunch i i got this and i get that but we got to stop at the store and hit walmart up now what are they they're not in the moment they're not enjoying it they're not soaking it up they're not pulling that word in anybody know what i'm talking about you could be right in the middle of hearing the best thing that will change your life and you're off thinking of something else you're not there be here everybody say be here listen there are many people that would tell you on their deathbeds, slow down and enjoy life. They know they're going to die. They know the end is near. And they know that they could have some regrets. They wish they would have spent more time when they had it and enjoyed life with them. Well, guess what? You and I have the opportunity to do that, don't we? Don't miss out. Don't live a life of regret. Stop and enjoy the moment. Amen? Remember this. The most valuable commodity you have in this life are two things, time and relationships. That is the most valuable commodity you have, time and relationships. Treat both well. Respect and honor both of them well. Because time you can't get back. And that's the thing that impacts you with your relationships. All right, number two. God wants us to enjoy life. So number two, be grateful be great you could say be thankful be grateful when we take the time to be aware and enjoy the moment we are reminded of god's blessing in our life you see once you realize what you really have in life you become thankful for what god has blessed you with and that attitude of thankfulness is developed in your life and that will do a couple things for you listen carefully A grateful heart focuses on the good things God is doing in their lives. The more we focus on God's goodness, the less we focus on troubles and difficult times. You hear that? That is a game changer in your life. Get your eyes off the bad things and focus on the good things. The devil, though, wants you to stay in that negative area. Listen to me carefully. A grateful heart views life from a positive, cheerful perspective. A thankful heart moves us from focusing on self to focusing on others. And this helps us cherish the moments we have with those that mean the most to us. Do you see the connection there? Be grateful. A heart of gratitude and thankfulness will be reflected in our life by improving our relationships, our friendships, our generosity, our fellowship with the Lord. It impacts everything. Remember this, you reap what you sow. So sow what? Mercy. Sow love. Sow blessings to others. These things will come and overtake you in your life. And that's part of enjoying life. You're reaping what you've sowed, so continue to sow. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18, give us instructions. Rejoice always. Everybody say it with me. Rejoice always. So what are we to do? Some of you got it. What are we to do? 
Rejoice always. We're not to stop rejoicing. We're not to be sad sacks. We're not to be sitting in a corner saying, Whoa, it's me. That isn't what the Bible says. I dare you to find me a scripture where Paul said, Sit in a corner and whine. You want to have a good, successful, strong life. You want to encourage yourself in the Lord. Rejoice always. That means even in the face of negative things. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I made a decision as an act of my will. The devil can't take that away from you. But there's too many believers out there that let the devil push them into a corner and they just sit there and whine. And they think, well, I guess I'm just supposed to be, you know, just poor old me and I can't do anything and I'm always a failure and blah, 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 blah. Stick their thumb in their mouth and have a diaper and a bib on. That's a baby. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Yeah. Somebody, might, somebody might say, well, you feel like, I don't want to say men because it hurts, you know, because maybe sometimes you do that. Well, then get over it and decide, I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm going to rejoice always. I'm done with whining. I'm done with being a baby. I'm done with feeling sad about myself. I'm going to rejoice always. Then it says, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. So here we have another reminder. What? Rejoice always. In everything, give thanks. He didn't say for everything. We're not going to thank God for sickness. Thank God for a problem. No. In everything. In the middle of the problem, I'm praising God. Oh, Father, it's okay. You supply all my needs, not that job. That situation is no big deal for you. I rejoice always. I minister to God His Word back to Him. I rejoice in that. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What's the will of God for us? To rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. See, I don't want you to raise your hand, but I want, I'm going to ask you. You ready? How many of you have been walking in the will of God? <laughs> Stop and think about it. That's the will of God. You heard it. That's the will of God for us. How many of you have been doing that? Rejoicing always. Pray. <laughs> pray without ceasing. Now that doesn't mean pray hours and hours and hours. It just means you never really stop. You're just constantly in your life, okay? Fellowship in the Lord, connecting to the Lord, and then in everything give thanks, amen? In everything give thanks. It is the will of God for us as to believers to be people with a thankful heart, rejoicing in our God. Stop life long enough to dwell on the good things of the Lord has done for you. Stop and think in times throughout the day. Stop and think, Man, I'm so grateful, Lord. First of all, I woke up this morning. Amen? And I woke up healthy and strong. I woke up where I can talk to things and challenge things. I woke up and, and I, I could seize the day. I, I, I'm here. In other words, I can go back and begin to rejoice in the things He's done for me. He's done in me and He's done through me to others. Rejoice in that. Amen? Stop and think. I remember one time Lisa and I were in a really difficult position when we first got married. And I didn't know how we were going to get past it. And the Lord told me this. He said, I want you to take a notepad and start writing all the good things I've done for you. We've been married about 
six months at this time. And so she was driving, and I'm writing. And I'm writing these things, and I'm starting to get happy. I'm starting to get full of joy. I'm sitting there, wait a minute now. God did this, and God did that, and God did this, and God did that. Praise God, He can do it again. Amen? Say it, God can do it again. God doesn't fail. But see, when you begin to dwell on the negative things and the what? The bad things, guess what happens? Sadness just takes over. Depression just takes over. But when you start looking at his word and you start rejoicing on purpose as an act of you, I didn't say because you felt like it. I said because it's the right thing to do. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) David, when he wrote that, didn't necessarily feel like praising the Lord, but he praised the Lord until he felt like praising the Lord. In other words, if you'll stay there long enough praising God and worshiping Him and honoring Him, all of a sudden you feel like it. Everything changed. Your total perspective had changed. It's like, it's like you're in that plane and you just busted through those clouds and it's sun on the other side. Amen. You're reminded, God's still on the throne. Yeah. Amen. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that. Okay, number three, real quick. Number three, be positive. So we have be aware. Be grateful. Be positive. Jesus didn't pay such a high price for you and I just to survive through life. No, no. We're to reign as kings in this life. That's what the scripture tells us. Listen carefully. A positive attitude results from slowing down and enjoying life one moment at a time. A.W. Tozer said this, and I really like this. He said, a thankful heart cannot be cynical. A thankful heart cannot be cynical. You can't be thankful and unthankful at the same time. You are one or the other. You are one or the other. A healthy, positive attitude is necessary in a world where there's a constant negative flow. Listen to this. Our attitude is strongly influenced by what we think on, what we're dwelling on, what we're focusing on. Philippians 4, 8 in the Message Bible says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. What is he saying? Dwell on good things. Don't allow your mind to focus on negative things. It's not going to help you. It's going to bring you down a negative I was thinking of one of those, uh, you're at the top of one of those swimming places, you know, where they have the tubes, and you, you know what I'm saying? You get in and, and you land in the pool somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? What do you call it thing? Well, water slide, yeah. I need an education in English. Water slide. You can have two areas of the water slide. Let's say there's two options, and one is what? Negative and one is positive. Well, whichever one you dwell around is going to what? Suck you in, and that's the direction you're going. So be careful what you think on. When you catch yourself thinking about this going wrong and that going wrong, and man, the next thing, listen to me, this is what happens. You start dwelling on it, it's going to start coming out your mouth, and you're going to start complaining, and you're going to start griping, and then it's all downhill from there. Catch it while it's still a thought in your mind. Say, no, I'm not thinking like that. I'm rejoicing in the Lord. And begin to focus on His Word. Amen? Listen, a positive attitude looks for the good things in life. 
A positive attitude looks for the good things in life. It's, it, you don't allow yourself to think on negative things. A grateful, positive heart is always flowing outwards towards others. Let me give you a, a good thing to remember. We all go through periods in our life where depression tries to set in. Negative thoughts try to set in. The mully grubs, you can call it whatever you want. Part of the cure for depression, for self-pity, is to do something for someone else. Get your mind off yourself and your challenge and your problem. Get your mind on God's Word and then start acting on it. Start being a blessing to someone else. But what the devil wants you to do is he wants you to become an island to yourself. Separated. And then you become more depressed and more depressed. Why? No one understands me. Well, the problem is you created an island between you and them. And every time someone comes around saying, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm wonderful. You know, half the time when they find someone that committed suicide, people will say, I I didn't know that there was a problem. Almost every time. See, you can't see what's going on in someone's heart on the outside necessarily. You can't see it. That's why we need to be prayed up so the Lord will lead us to help someone like that. You'll have a good word and a blessing to change someone's life. Amen? I want that to be me. How about you? I don't want someone killing themselves on my watch. I don't want them to be around me and then, and then take out their life and, and their basic thing. No one cared. No one knew. I care. Do you care? I care. The problem is, is we don't see it on the outside. And so that's where prayer comes in. That's another subject. But think of others. A positive person always has a positive effect on those around them. You could say it like this. Birds of a feather flock together. Amen. You be positive, you will draw positive people around you. Negative people don't want to be around positive people. And positive people don't want to be around negative people everybody here knows someone that they constantly gripe constantly complain constantly are whining about something anybody know what i'm talking about that's the person you don't want to be around they're not fun no no one wants to be around that unless you're like that and so go the other route <coughs> be a positive person a positive attitude towards life will place you in a position to enjoy life how in the world are you going to enjoy life if you're a negative person It's not going to happen. Amen? So, in our simple message, what do we get? Be aware. Be grateful. Be positive. God wants us to enjoy life. Everybody say it with me. The Lord wants me. Point at yourself. Me to enjoy life. To enjoy life. I'm going to give you a few scriptures to write down. Just write them down. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, the latter part says, God gives us richly all things to enjoy he gives us richly all things to enjoy he wants us to enjoy life ecclesiastes 322 in the niv says that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work you should enjoy if i hated my job if i hated everything about my job if i couldn't stand my job and i knew it wasn't my bad attitude i just don't like it then man i'd find me a different job Because there's nothing more miserable than going to work day after day after day and doing something you hate doing. That stinks. I can think of another word, but I won't say that. Listen to me carefully. Didn't we say enjoying life is a choice? Make some decisions. Amen? Pray. Make some decisions if that's you. 
Amen. I'd change some things. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 3 in the NIV. So that it may go well with you. We honor our parents. So God made a promise to us. If we would honor our parents, he said what? That it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Enjoy it. Who wants to live a long, miserable life? Amen? Any, any volunteers to end up the next 20 years in a nursing home? All hooked up to stuff and not doing anything? They ain't enjoying Somebody might live long, but they're not enjoying life. I want to enjoy life. Amen? When I'm 85, I want to be able to do that. Amen? Now, can I? Amen? If I make the decision now and not wait till I'm 85, amen? <laughs> Listen to me carefully. It's all up to you. It's a choice. What do you want? Amen? Listen to me. I encourage you this morning to stop and cherish every valuable snapshot, so to speak, life gives you. Slow down. Slow down. Amen? Slow down. Enjoy life. God has it for you. Again, let's close on that last scripture. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It is a decision. It is a choice. You have to do something with it. God makes the day, and He makes good things, and He has good plans. What you do with it is up to you. You can either just be a sour mouth, whatever, and blah, 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 or you can decide, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it, and I'm expecting good things. You know, that's faith, expecting, expecting. You know, we'll get into this as we talk about joy, but the word hope, Okay, everybody, everybody say hope. Oh, I want to, I'm just share something with you. Stand up with me real quick. Hope. When we think of the modern word hope, what we think of is like uh, uh, a young girl says, I sure hope he asked me out. In other words, it's just this faint thing out there that I'm really hoping. But did you know the biblical word for hope, a, a better way of describing it is, listen carefully, confidently expecting. Everybody say it with me. Confidently expecting expecting now doesn't that sound more like faith what is faith confidently expecting and you can't have faith alone without hope because the hope is the thing i desire you understand faith and hope are like the power twins here you have to have both to get them to work and joy is involved in this too we'll get to that but the fact is confidently expecting confidently expecting amen that's how we live our life i'm confidently expecting the word to work amen i'm confident we sow what are we confidently expecting to reap amen if i'm a blessing i'm expecting to reap that blessing